0: In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, two, 1.
1: Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh, and with me is my 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 little my little tag team partner my my uh the, the guy who holds like i don't know God, I, I ran out of wrestling stuff he's
0: just a podcast boy podcast boy <laughs> he's not your <laughs> boy toy. chavis toy. rats here
1: uh he's a uh limousine riding money whatever. Money, money, <laughs> money 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 chavis rats here Uh, We are uh, at the Comic Exposure Podcast where Travis and I dive deep into graphic novels or trades uh, or we talk about what's going on in the world of comic books. Um, You, my friends, are on a Pitch Club episode where Travis and I pitch a comic book. And to, to make it paired with what we talked about last week, it's a wrestling comic book pitch. Insert Pitch Club music Now.
0: Welcome to Comic Exposure Pitch Club. The first rule of Pitch Club is, you tell everyone about Pitch Club. The second rule of Pitch Club is, you pick your character or characters, and as the name suggests, you pitch your story idea. The third and final rule is, if this is your first pitch, you pitch tonight.
1: Man, that was great pitch club music, and we're back. Are you and ready for this? Very appropriate for this particular pitch club as well, Josh. It, it we is because our own we're a t- fight club. We are talking about wrestling. Last week uh, on the podcast, we uh, talked about "Do a Power Biome" by Daniel Warren Johnson, uh, and we were like, "Okay, uh, wrestling comic books—they have existed. They are a thing. WWE has comic books. Um, We wanted to pitch." Our own comic book story, a story involving a wrestler. And because Travis and I are old, uh, it's probably it's not going to be a modern wrestler. It is going to be a wrestler from our youth. So before we give our pitch, Travis, I need to know. Best favorite wrestler from I shared mine from when I was a kid last no, I, I listed ahead, like it. 40. Yeah, yeah. I know I listed like 40 last okay. time. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to know, like, what was your go to? Favorite wrestler when you were a kid? Uh,
0: there were two. Uh, Jake the Snake okay. Roberts okay. was uh, probably my... Like, if I was to go back in time and just watch the the footage of myself, it would be Jake the Snake <laughs> yeah. Roberts. Uh, uh, but I am a Macho Man fan. A Macho, okay. Macho Man, if you will. You uh, are a
1: Macho, Macho Man.
0: Those two were really big, um, uh, for sure. Uh, um, so... Yeah, definitely, and I, I kind of wanted to throw it back to you before we start yeah. pitches in here. Uh, which are there any storylines that you recall from your youth, even if it's vaguely no, that you that is- really liked? I always liked, for example, I always liked when uh, when they were trying to uh, when Hulk Hogan went to go do movies and they needed someone to step into those shoes. They they picked Randy Savage, so he yeah. won the Intercontinental Belt at like SummerSlam that year with the the tournament. And then when Hulk Hogan came back in, they had to figure out a way to, well, how do we get Hogan back up to the top? And so they had this whole Miss Elizabeth storyline, right? Where (laughs) uh, uh, Miss Elizabeth was Hulk Hogan's manager, and uh, Randy Savage slowly started thinking that he was being cuckolded by Hulk
1: Hogan. Uh, And... Which that, I think is just a theme always in wrestling. It's always there. It's this real. It's this like male fear in the back of, of of men's heads, and so they write it into these stories. But apparently,
0: all the uh, uh, um, Randy Savage was really protective of Miss Elizabeth, even uh,
1: um, you know
0: outside of the character. Oh, oh. uh And so I um, really love that because that did feel very guiding light to me.
1: Yeah. I you know I just like the Undertaker himself, just like that that whole thing of he never talked forever, and the the uh, the, the pallbearer had to do his you know oh, had to do all of his lo- Undertaker, yeah. Undertaker, you
0: are oh demon.
1: But then Undertaker becomes
0: this because like Undertaker Ultimate Warrior was a big rivalry when he, right, but then first you had in.
1: the you had that goofiness of wrestling and then remember wrestling had to become for college kids. Right. So it became a little raunchier. It was all like suck it and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so like undertaker stopped being that thing became a biker
0: and
1: and he was a biker. Right. But he still did the sit up because you can't defeat me sort of thing. I always, I always kind of, I enjoy like when you step back and look at the long form of wrestling and see how much, some characters who've been in it forever, how much they've had to change over time. Some people have had to play things. like 10 characters. Right. So Cody Rhodes, for example, Dusty Rhodes' son. <clears throat> I can't talk about Dusty Rhodes. I mean, you can. <laughs> it just might might fuck up my pitch
0: a little bit, Josh. No, I'm just... I just so
1: Cody, Cody, Cody Rhodes is his son. Cody Rhodes, you know, had to be a wrestler, wanted to be a wrestler, right? And yet it was in his dad's shadow. So he goes through this whole change of like... He's one of the guys in the little bikinis. Right. And he and then for a time he had this mustache and he was doing something else. And then they made him a character who wore this like trash bag costume and he was a guy from outer space. And like it made no sense. And then he left WWE, uh, went and wrestled in Japan, went and did all this stuff, became this giant megastar in the indie world of wrestling. Started AEW, was one of the guys who started this wrestling thing, and then left to come back to WWE because he wanted to win the belt. He wanted to become the, like, the WWE champion. Like that, that belt means so much to yeah, these guys. Like like, when they went off, became huge, made <coughs> lots of money, were top of the game somewhere else, and then were like, nah, I got to come back to WWE. I
0: yeah, and it, the workhorses, you know, they're just putting their yeah. bodies on the line. Do you... All right. But should we throw out uh, uh, some of uh, uh, like the eras of WWF that we Doink watched? Doink the Clown? Yes. Doink the Clown? Yes, was Doink. That, that might make an appearance <laughs> later in the episode. Um, um, uh, but, like, the uh, there was, there was one... Smoggle? Remember the teacher, since we were uh, in education. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Forgot what his name was. Um, like, Dean something. And he had, like... Short sleeve shirt and the tie, and he would go he looked like um Michael douglas and
1: yeah, it was it what was this idea down. like you had to you had to have a character that people could you had to have something that people could latch onto right, yeah, so like you know you've got somebody like hacksaw jim Duggan right he's like a blue collar american man right the the road warriors mm-hmm. with the big spiky things like they were the punks right the like you had and then some there was of it unfortunate the chic, ones. The Iron Chic, right? Like some of those Virgil.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, the Orient Express.
1: Yes. Just these sort of Papa Shango. You're
0: like, oh.
1: you're like come <laughs> on, guys. Come on. Uh, like just you took these things and then leaned into. I mean, did you watch what was the show? Was that on Netflix or Hulu? The wrestling, the the women's wrestling one. Glow and like great gl- glow, and they lean it like that is the era when you leaned into these very stereotypical characters. So you, they were either very easy to boo or very easy to cheer, right? Yeah. Um, even in modern wrestling, they played the the sort of like Mother Russia is bad. With a guy like the, he was from Bulgaria, but they're like, no, dude, you're not actually from Bulgaria. You're from Russia. You're Rusev. Like we're going to, you are the evil Rusev. And then he got over. Like he, people loved him, and so they're like, okay, you're not. We're gonna take you back from to being from Bulgaria. or You're not Russian yeah. anymore because Russian. We don't want people to cheer for Russia. So we're gonna flip it, and you're now the Bulgarian, right? Yeah. And, uh, like Lex Luger,
0: the narcissist, became like the ultra all-American for like two years yeah. when Hulk Hogan left.
1: Just this thing to kind of either make you love or hate the character. So let's let's get into pitches, baby. Let's get into pitches. I okay. So I'm happy that you said, and I said Dusty Rhodes, and you stopped me because I gotta know. I just one, two, three. Who's your who's your wrestler that you picked to do your thing on? uh one two three well, no 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 mine is oh. mine is
0: mine is it's a premise that brings in multiple i need okay. i need you i need i need i need to, I need to tag you in on this pitch John. okay so this let, is a let really me, open door pitch that okay. i have uh it's a little flimsy but it's got a okay. lot of room for tag teaming in let here. me
1: yeah. then let me do mine first, let I'll, do let inter- inter- first. I'll let the internet champion go first <laughs> all right here's my pitch here's my pitch um jake the snake roberts so here's the deal. Did you watch the documentary? Yes. Did you cry when you watched the documentary? Like I cried watching the documentary. No, I just my... felt
0: so sad. Jeez. so, just so, just bad for him.
1: Man. But I did um, see
0: him at a con years after it came out of it. It was at a Phoenix yeah. con there, one of them, yeah. but it was one of the smaller ones. And he looked great. He looked happy and great. So,
1: right. So I'm Jake the Snake Roberts is mine, and it is during his heyday as a wrestler. And Uh, One night after a match, the book starts like this. He's putting his, you know, he's like putting his snake away. Uh, He's in the locker room and he's approached by a man in a suit. And he says, Mr. Roberts. The government has a job for you. And Jake, the snake Roberts, as he travels, the world with WWE has been tapped by the CIA to be a spy. (laughs) So Jake the Snake Roberts, the comic book is Jake the Snake Roberts. It's wrestling, but in the wrestling is the background, and of course there's going to be the ridiculous scenes in there. But it is Jake the Snake Roberts, super international spy, with his snake that he talks to. That's been trained. I told you. Of course, you got it. it's got to be. It's got to be. The, the, the snake is trained to infiltrate certain areas and gather information. <laughs> And so he uses his cover as a professional wrestler to take him around the world with WWE. And here's the thing. The government has given Vince McMahon, or has given WWE, WWF, all of this money to travel the world. Does right? he, does, is is Vince Very... McMahon in on it, or is he... Or 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 is
0: part of the rub like Jake has to like constantly come up with excuses that jeopardizes his, his wrestling career right. to cover
1: for a man yes, McMahon. yes you but gotta do it, yeah but the company so I don't know if you know this during the Cold War the government used to put on art showcases around the world to just prove that American art was better and free and mo- that's how modern art really got pushed um, during this time period is the government backed all of these showcases around the globe so that you would see that instead of the communist stock, very flat art. And you'd be like America fucking Jackson Pollock here is just putting crap all over painting. It's amazing. It's freedom, right? The government is doing the same thing here. They're giving money to WWF to go around the world to prove that America is better. Right. In the background, they have Jake, the snake Roberts infiltrating, (laughs) I gotta, I, I gotta ask, so you got this,
0: yeah. uh, the premise, which could work with any wrestler, why did you go Jake Snake on this?
1: Uh, what do you think it gives you was, the opportunity just, to do? Just one of my favorite wrestlers as a kid, and then I wanted it to be goofy enough where we could use the snake. Yeah. Because I wanted it to be Maybe like the government, like it's government trained snakes. Cause if you heard the story, like the snakes would be dead all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The snakes freeze in his trunk and stuff like that. That's what I want. I want the same thing. They're like government trained snakes that they they, keep giving him and they keep dying (sighs) in the missions. (laughs) Right? yes that's so it that's it that's it keeps using them in the missions and they and keep they dying. die in more
0: absurd ways like each time they yeah. die in more absurd ways
1: do you remember do you remember that movie so that movie it becomes like shot? south park
0: like how is kenny gonna die in the end how is yeah. the snake gonna die in the end <laughs>
1: so that to me it's this goofy sort of like thing that one i've you know i was a history teacher you throw in the sort of history of it like the United States trying to topple foreign governments or espionage, but they have to use a wrestler to do it. And you get world travel and you get a little goofiness with the snake and you get Jake, the snake Roberts, you get the wrestling because that has to be a part of every episode, right? Like how does he, he takes off right after the match or he has to get back in time for his match. Right. So he's like, I got to hurry up. We got to do this. So he can get back in the ring to fight junkyard dog or whatever. Like, that's the sort of thing, and then of course he uses those wrestling moves to get himself out of sticky situations, right? And like he team up with he's, other wrestlers for yeah, certain things. He's, cl- he's clotheslining dudes at the Kremlin, right? Like he's like they're in he, Kiev, right? Yeah. He's in all of these places, just using his he's like drop kicking dudes to make it through, like all of that. He's a big, just EVT goofy guy, now. right? And and for me, it's it's remember that movie about the Gong Show where the guy like says that he right to me, it's part that right. It's part mission impossible. It's part like the wrestler, right? It's all of that in it, but just the goofiness that I remember from Saturday morning cartoons about wrestlers. Would you bring in his addiction at all? I think you could, well, you could play it off. Like that's his way of coping with either all the dead snakes or everything he's seen, or that's how he has to... I don't really want to, because I think it's a gross thing yeah, to yeah, kind of yeah, make yeah, it yeah. about. But you can see how, like, you know, like, that piece of it. I also like how, like,
0: in his way, Jake St. Robbins was a bit of a ladies' man. Like, he talks about it. There's a... In that documentary, He won't get into it very much, but he talks about... That mullet
1: like, is... How is he, that thing he not talks. He
0: talks about... How his... Taste change because he was constantly you had to up it, so it wasn't enough one. Then it's two, and then it's here, and then it's there, and then before you know it, like it's just so sad. He's just like I just like I just gotta. Uh, and I, so I like I don't. Obviously, it's gross played it up that high. Yeah, but there's a sense of doing like a Bond thing, but like where it's not as classy right. as Bond's approach. You know, right?
1: I and and just like just 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 picture that mullet in a comic book just you can like there's see well, help, t- help me who's who's drawing it who's writing it i i literally had it written down and i cannot remember who it's not daniel Warren johnson i just who i just read what i cannot for the life of me i had it in my mind who i wanted to do it and i should have written it down but i didn't so if it comes to me i will remember and i will say it but i'm like i oh 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 um uh the guy who did sex castle kyle starks I okay. want Kyle I want Kyle Starks to do it. Um so it feels kind of goofy and over the top, right? Because Kyle cartoon-y. Starks is that kind yeah. of uh is that kind of cartoonist, but you get to kind of play with it in a way, if not Kyle Starks, then someone who does a really good um r- if it's not gonna be that cartoony, then someone who's still a cartoonist, but it looks a little more real. So the guy who did uh basketful of heads right like that the first one that kind of artist yeah um, um who did best of all leo max leo max leo max okay yeah the, like that kind of oh
0: that's artist. good that's that's a, that's a, yeah that's a classy art yeah yeah i like it i all like right. it i like these, the snake There's... thing i can just see a snake yeah. dying every time <laughs> like even sometimes like, like i didn't fit it in the story so you have to arbitrarily <laughs> kill it like in the last panel
1: Like one time he actually just leaves. And I
0: like the idea of like McMahon doesn't know. So there's that, like, how is he going to save the day and also fool McMahon for another week, another issue, you know? Yeah, yeah. So mine is, uh, I don't need some help with this one. It's called Universal SmackDown. Okay. Universal SmackDown. And what I wanted is I wanted an opportunity to just, like I said, be super cartoony and goofy with it. Uh, and so this is like an old trope of... Uh, it's very Warner Brothers in the sense of... Okay. How can we get our characters to run through old movies? <laughs> right? Like la uh, Jay and Silent Bob or yeah. things like that. So <clears throat> the world uh WWF... And then, like, we'll say... these are all really like 80s and 90s, the ones that I I kind of threw in here. So we're saying like the amalgamous WWF, you can put in whatever you want, just kind of like a a cartoon aspect of it, um, has been, is is moving into the amusement business. And Universal Studios is offering a ride, a WWF ride. So all (laughs) the WWF wrestlers of the 80s and 90s are on hand at Universal Studios to... Uh, uh, premiere their ride. So it's, it's a who's who of WWF wrestlers. But there is <laughs> one wrestler who's not happy about this. Okay. And in the middle of, their, uh, uh, of waiting in line, shaking hands with the fans and signing autographs, they notice a cloud coming over Universal Studios. Maybe it's emanating from the giant universal globe. The the giant universal globe is spraying out this cloud of gold powder. And these wrestlers are inhaling it. And the whole place is inhaling it. And all of a sudden, the reality of the Universal Studios becomes a dreamlike state. And they're no longer just the wrestlers they were. They are being absorbed into classic universal films. So... (laughs) We have uh, uh, Gold has hijacked Universal Studios. Gold
1: Dust. I love that you went with Gold Dust. He's a Rhodes, right? Is that Cody Rhodes? Yes, yeah, so that's Cody right, Rhodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Cody Rhodes. Gold uh, um,
0: and Because he's like an ambiguous Hollywood yeah. you know, type thing. And so, uh, uh, so what we have here is like a kind of fun vignette of we get to see like some of them will be only like a panel. Some of them will be like three pages in the panel where we have yeah. wrestlers being inserted and being the leads of Universal Films. So this is where I need you to, your help, Josh.
1: Like Jaws.
0: Yes. So I'm like thinking Jaws. about the
1: rides at Universal Studio. Yeah. Like who do you want to say we're going to need a bigger boat? Who so- needs to say that?
0: Uh well I I've got I had Jaws on there but I hadn't filled it yeah. here's what I do have
1: okay yeah.
0: uh for the Blues Brothers movie I have the Bushwhacker yeah. Brothers
1: perfect perfect
0: right so they're kind yeah. of like fighting crime they have the glasses on but oh I've yeah. got King Kong Bundy of course yeah playing King Kong that's good that's perfect uh uh Patch Adams Don't the clown <laughs> I did have to look up a list of Universal films Don't <laughs> the clown so you, maybe that's maybe that's just a panel no that's yeah. just like a panel one yeah uh Psycho Sid uh, okay. uh uh psycho Sid Vicious.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Um Back to the Future, uh uh Marty Gennetti and Ric Flair. Marty Gennetti playing Marty, of course, and Rick yeah. Ric Flair, uh Doc play, Brown uh,
1: playing Doc Doc Brown. Yeah, um, perfect.
0: I have this is a, I don't know if this would work in a comic because it's a small universal film, but the thing, Macho Man doing uh uh Kurt Russell's character in the thing. I think it'd be perfect. Yeah. yeah.
1: Be- <laughs> one of us no isn't human, brother. No one trusts each other anymore. Oh, yeah. And then in the background, it's like the, it's, uh, uh, the pallbearer's head with all the little (laughs) things coming out of it. Yes, perfect. This is why, this (laughs) is why I'm tagging you in here. Um, Oh, man. So, uh. You could just do that scene where it's like all of the wrestlers have to, like, test their blood to see which one it is. And so it could just be like a, it could just be your panel of, like, throwaway wrestlers that you're like, oh, yeah, we'll put, this is, you know, this one's here, this one's here, like. That'd be perfect.
0: I think uh, uh, Universal Picture Films. We've got Fast and Jurassic and Furious Park, Fast and Furious.
1: Fast and the Furious. You need like that would be the NWO guys, are the Fast and the Furious ones, right? Like right. they're all Diesel. Right, they're oh, was so been a- Diesel, it's just Diesel. Yeah, it's just Diesel, right? Um and you've got those guys. Jurassic Park. I think you could I think you could be funny and you could so you could do New Vince Day. Man McMahon is the, is the old. <laughs> New Day is this group of wrestlers who uh, they're goofy, they're funny. They could just be the dinosaurs, right? Okay. Like you see, like Vince McMahon is like looking, like he's taking his glasses off to look, and it's New Day. Just <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. That'd so that,
0: it wasn't really like a story plot. I, it's a little bit cheap, but I was like, uh, we were talking about it, and I thought it would be easier than it was. I started thinking about. I was really trying to find something, a vehicle for Rowdy Rowdy Piper uh like in like original just like a Rowdy, Rowdy piper story i thought would be fun but yeah. i couldn't um so i was like you know what let's like it's like what's an old trope is like we just put people in old films and it's just a chance for the wrestlers to like play around comedically with their shtick in like yeah. uh, uh uh a film
1: yeah yeah No, i like that i think i think it'd be fun like a fun montage one off well, so issue, who, right? who's the
0: who's the wrestler <sighs> who is not absorbed into films and is the one who has to track down gold Goldust?
1: Uh, well, I think it's Dusty Rhodes, right? Like, Dusty Rhodes has to find his son. Oh, and it's like a real pow- uh, a power bomb thing. Yeah, I mean, or, <laughs> or, or, I mean, his brother's also a wrestler, right? Like, yeah. Cody Rhodes' is also, yeah. that'd be a good one to do. Um, but I think Dusty Rhodes would be good because he's the all-American dream. That's right. Right? So Dusty Rhodes has to, you know, find his son. Isn't that... And doesn't that get your heartstrings right there? Yeah, maybe he's yeah. paired up with
0: Hollywood Hogan, and they're doing like a real evil thing.
1: <laughs> That'd be good. That'd be good. Yeah. I like it. I like it. So, Travis, uh, to to wrap our episode, to kind of kind of get to it, I wanted to talk a little bit about what you've been watching, what you've been reading, what have you, what you've been diving into. There's lots of TV. There's movies out. What have you been? What have you been looking forward to or watching? Or- uh, I'm
0: watching the last season of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, how's that? I've never watched
1: a season, let alone many season. Uh,
0: I like it. I like it a lot. It's okay. you know a female comedian like nineteen fifties, really good. They got a little Br- Lenny Bruce character. Have you ever heard of the okay. George Lucas talk show? It's like uh like a YouTube show. Well, it's actually a, like a UCB. It's like an improv show okay. where they have these. It's been on for years. Uh, they do like live shows places, but they, since in COVID they started doing these. Um, Will will do it on Virtual there. Ones. It's where someone, uh, one of the uh, guys plays George Lucas, like as George Lucas. <laughs> no. And they just interview celebrities and then they have someone playing Watto. And so that's his like uh, Ed McMahon. And so like Watto's is on there and they just, and it's just so deadpan. They're just like, you know, like uh, they just, he's George Lucas. Uh, yeah. And uh, they have people on. So uh, they just did like a, like a five hour long, like, um, uh fundraiser show and okay. uh, i'm going to be going to um edinburgh fringe fest uh, in in scotland when i come back it's a whole uh it's the biggest arts festival in the world it runs the whole month of august <laughs> in edinburgh it's a bunch of comedic acts there's like 300 venues uh awesome. over 300,000 shows in uh, uh a month and george lucas talk show is going to edinburgh and they're putting on they, they they've created a one-act play called The Bar- Baron and the Junk Trader, which is George Lucas and Watto uh, one-act play, the two of them. That's so good, I'm looking that's good. forward to seeing it. How about you? Um,
1: here's something along the lines. Have you ever watched Dr. Zayas' talk show? No. Remember the monkey from... Of Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. It's a guy in the makeup, and he interviews comedians. It's very much like... Ooh, that's a lot of work
0: putting that makeup on all the time. <laughs> but it's
1: not as good as the real one, right? Like, it's a mask. Mm. It's I mean, like... Close up, it's not as great, but it's, he's a very, it's like, he's like a 70s talk show, right? But it's Dr. Zaius, and so <laughs> it's pretty funny, just along those lines. We're going to go see Guardians of the Galaxy today, so I'm looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy I was going to go check
0: that out see? this weekend, but I, I just didn't make it, so uh I'm trying to avoid spoilers. How, how yeah. like, Are you excited about it?
1: Yeah, I want to see how they wrap it up, right? I want to see how James Gunn sort of ends his It's like three survival. hours long, isn't it? I don't know. I want to see how he ends his Marvel life before he takes over DC and and does whatever he does with DC. Um, So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Reading wise, Travis, I, you know that sometimes I stumble into a comic book series and then I have to read the whole thing. Yeah. Right. Whether that was green arrow, we read longbow hunters. And then I had to read 12 volumes of Longbow hunters of, of green arrow. Right. Uh, Or animal man i yeah. found we read an animal man. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to read all of this animal, animal man run. Well, I have fallen into um, the drama and soap opera soap opera goofiness of justice league Europe. Okay. So justice league America was a thing, right? And then there's an offshoot justice league Europe. And then eventually they combine together to be Justice League International, yeah, right? Sure. Like, yeah. that's, that's what happens. But Justice League Europe is sort of these off-beat characters, right? Because they're like, well, we can't use the Justice Off-brand League. brand characters, yeah. Like, but, like, it's Metamorpho and um, Captain Adam and some Russian guy in an in a Iron Man suit. Um, Wally West Flash. Guy Gardner shows up every once in a while. Power Girl, and it is wonderful. It's a very 80s comic book, but it's that soap opera nature of X-Men, but you don't need... You don't need the millions of years of X-Men knowledge yeah, to jump in. Like
0: they're fleshing out the characters really for the first time. in some places. Right.
1: Um, and it is that goofiness that uh De mateus kind of brings to these stories i mean he did he did justice league international and it's always it's a little wonky right it's goofy right like um mr uh the stretchy guy is in it what i can't remember his name not plastic fantastic man? not yeah plastic man but they don't call him plastic man cuz he has like two names i don't remember but like it's he's in it um so you get that kind of goofy part of it animal man's in it and animal man's like Guys, I'm not a real hero. My family just died. I don't even know why I'm here, but they sent me. I'm in Europe with you guys, right? And so it's it's dumb but so good. So I've yeah. read 12 I've read 12 issues of it. Oh, shit. Like just buy and I don't have to pay for them because it's not free on Kindle or Comicsology, right? Cuz they're like who no one exactly. wants this for... you think it would be no one free. wants this you for... think
0: it'd be like in the junk drawer you know
1: but it's like but it's that piece where, like well no one really wants it for free it's not worth it for us to it's, it costs more to it.
0: hold like the the
1: so there are i think there are 34 issues in all but there's only 14 of them that have been digitally done right okay. so i can't read the whole thing so here's my conundrum travis um justice league international has two omnibuses that are about a thousand pages long um, volume one and volume two a lot of Vo- volume two contains issues seven through 34 of justice league europe oh. but it also has justice league international in it mm. all sorts of stuff in it i think that i'm gonna have to read two omnibuses worth of justice league because i'm in it now and i'm Can't loving you it just like flip to the uh... I can, that's but it's 70 80 bucks yeah you gotta for this read omnibus. for that kind of yeah so i have i have i have same amazon gift cards uh-huh. i'm gonna just buy the omnibus number two and i'm gonna read the justice league europe and then i'm gonna taste test justice league international okay and if i go well damn it i gotta read justice league international
0: you're gonna I spiral. think comic, you're in a
1: spiral. I I'm in a spiral and it's going to be way too much comic book, but that's where I'm at right now. I am loving this stupid book and I cannot explain why. I don't think it's particularly like great. Good. Yeah. But it's good. Huh. Like it's dumb but yeah, in a very opera way. i that ever.
0: I mean, I'm aware of uh, uh, Justice League Europe, but I'm not, i am not, Right,
1: so it's a very small thing, so it's the same guy who's writing Justice League International, right so he's writing this other branch of it, so it has that same tone and that same sort of like goofiness like yeah, in Justice League International you've got Blue Beetle and uh, Booster Gold to Gold, play off each yeah. other right so here you've got like Animal Man and you've got you know um, just the seriousness of Captain Adam as he's trying to deal with these dumb. Group of like characters behind him, uh, so it's fun and I'm obsessed, and that's my current, my current big, big read right now has been every other night or so, just being like, Yeah, I'll spend two bucks, I'll spend two bucks. Well, you yeah, got summer minute. break coming up, we can
0: dip into yeah. some long form Justice League International.
1: Uh, so, I, um, I am starting a new job, and uh, there will be no one on yeah, my campus no over break. the summer, yeah. Uh, well, there's no one on my campus, like, I'm there, and it's me and my secretary for a number of days. And then it's just me for like a
0: month. Yeah. Cause maybe? you're a uh, new man on the boat. They're like, you hold up the fort. We're taking, I'm
1: the, I'm the, I'm the low. Well, cause like my contracts, 12 months and no one else on an elementary campus's contract is 12 months. So there's a period of time. Not where I'm even just going to,
0: the uh, vice principal.
1: No, our, our AP contracts at the elementary are 10.75, my man. So it's going to be me holding down the fort, fixing my office, reading some, uh, like trying to figure out how we do things at this campus, how things have happened in the past, reading over the handbook. And then, so I'm going to come home and what I'm going to need, I'm going to need some justice league international buddy. Yeah, I mean, nothing
0: soothes the savage <laughs> principal, like the justice league international. Uh,
1: So that's, that's the big thing I've been reading. Um, And I'm quite stoked to, I don't know why I love it, but it's like one of those, I found this love for eighties DC and I'm going to tell you, Travis, and you asked me, when we first started doing comic exposure, was I a DC or a Marvel guy? I would have said a Marvel guy. I'm Marvel. Like those are the properties like, you know, it's, it's Spider-Man and the X-Men. That was my youth, right? Like those, I didn't read. I mean, I read Batman as a kid, but as an adult, I'm ai DC has got me,
0: man. And And if you're honestly being honest, it's neither of those two, it's image
1: right but in reality like the stuff that i'm reading that i really enjoy that's older stuff that i could have read as a kid it's all dc, DC. and i don't know like what it, like i don't really like the flash or superman all that much but i wish i would have found this dumb justice league international as a kid i probably would have loved it
0: you think so or you think like you couldn't understand like the kitschiness of it at the time
1: i don't know I don't know, but there's something about it now. Like that Green Arrow series is probably my like Green Arrow. That Green Arrow series and that Animal Man series are two of the think, of my favorite series I've think ever about read. About
0: how many obscure Justice League Europe references you could have put into your punk songs as a teenager if you were yeah,
1: it would have been perfect. In fact, that's what I'm going to do now. I'm going to start a punk band and all we sing about is Justice League. Uh, I've
0: got a, a Animal Man. He's the drummer you. in my band.
1: Yeah, that'll be good. That'll be good. And Booster go. <laughs> all right, my dude. Um, I think that's it. That's it. That's folks. right. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. You can find the podcast over at comicexposure.com. Uh follow us on uh whatever podcast app or subscribe, like, review, rate, all that stuff. Um Travis, do you know what book we've got coming nope, up next? I was hoping nope. you were going
0: to ask that question because we got to talk about that. <laughs> I don't remember. We've, but, we've come to the end of the, of the road where we're like, we got like two months of books we got ahead of us. And then we're like, at the end, the end of the road. road. Yeah, that's
1: right. I know. All right, folks. So um, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next trade.